On today's episode of Rice, we'll be discussing the intersection of Asians and Black culture, debating hot topics including the U.S. election and Sean Connery's legacy, and reviewing Asian movie classic Rush Hour starring Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. What up, what up, Asian listeners, and welcome to Rice, Asian comedy podcast where we share the Asian perspective on entertainment, culture, and trending topics. I just realized I said the word Asian like 500 times um, in two (laughs) sentences. (laughs) Um, I'm your host, Vong Show, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians. And on today's panel, we have Leonard Chan. Hello, happy to be here. And the always lovely and gorgeous um, Veronica Antipolo. Oh my god, I love that introduction. (laughs) Um, Leonard is also gorgeous. Um, Let's not discriminate. I mean, I I like being an afterthought. It's my favorite. Um, like it's like after you do a stand-up set, somebody comes up and like compliments the person like next to you, and they're like, "Oh, you were good too." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like no, you clearly don't mean that. <laughs> um, okay, um, let's uh, transition straight into our uh, main topic of the week, which is tied into our movie of the week, which is Rush Hour. So to tie into that movie, our topic of the week is the intersection of Asians and Black culture um, and in what ways Black culture and Asian culture influence each other and why do we think this is the case? Let's start with Veronica. Oh, yes, start with the Asian with uh, mixed race children who are half Black. I love that you referred to Rush Hour, by the way, as a classic movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, maybe I should say it's my favorite movie. Um, wait, so are we? Wait, are we talking about the movie first, or are we talking about the intersectionality of of black and Asian culture? Um, we're talking about intersectionality first. Okay. Yes. Um, so here, I think that Asian culture appropriates black culture more than it does appreciate it. Oh. Uh, and the reason, yeah. No, because. Have you seen those Japanese perms where they're trying to mimic an afro? What the hell is up with that? You're basically frying your hair to, you can't call that appreciation, to to like mimic someone's natural hair texture. And that's been going on for how long now? And people sit there for seven hours to basically kill their hair. Um, I know in Japan, even 20 years ago, there was a big dance hall um scene there so i mean i think that i'll call appreciation in terms of intersectionality i mean asians are everywhere so we're gonna intersect with whatever culture mm-hmm. we're at whatever country you go to there are a in pembroke where that old lady got beat up there's asians there you see what i'm talking about so we're always gonna influence each other i'm not so sure i, I think it's just we're both Asians are a model minority. Asians so, are the Borg. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Asians I, are the Borg. Yeah, how, yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Um, uh, how, how about you know? Maybe I'll, 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 um, I'll redirect the question a little bit to Ronica. Like, how has a black culture influenced your life as an Asian woman? Oh God, she has. Well, Well, I have two children (laughs) that are half black, so they've influenced me heavily. (laughs) But I have to, okay, maybe it's different because I'm... They they totally, they invaded my vagina several, several times. But I, maybe it's different because it was, yeah, it was a good (laughs) 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, maybe five, anyhow. Um, and that's together, both children. <laughs> um, I will say that I don't know if it makes a difference that I'm Filipino, but I know that as a Filipino uh, woman, that I've often found that I don't know where I belong, whether I'm Asian or 
other because we were called Pacific Islanders for Mm -hmm. a good chunk of time. I don't even know if we still refer to ourselves that way. I'm always confused. I'm like, I don't know how, what to call myself. Um, I think I just slide under the radar for Asian. I, I don't know where else to go. So growing up, I was always aware of this because in the 70s and 80s, there weren't that many Filipinos yet at that time. Mm. And I didn't know where to go. So I just went with um, any other person of color who in my area happened to be Mm. all the black people. And so that's how I was heavily influenced by that. I mean, my music, the way I speak, um, obviously my vagina, as Leonard mentioned. (laughs) They can be more specific. My uterus, the whole thing was invaded and influenced (laughs) by black culture. In fact, it's so a part of me that I don't even know where I start as an Asian woman Hmm. and uh, where the influence of black culture begins or ends. It's just all a blur. Uh Also, too, I grew up in Scarborough. So Uh I know people say that as a default, but it is true. Scarborough (laughs) is its own thing <laughs> yeah so i'll i'll just jump in so i grew up in, in winnipeg as you'll know the murder capital of canada and I, I always refer to it as growing up in the ghetto and the interesting thing in winnipeg and it's different now but when i grew up um there wasn't really a high black population like our school of a thousand had one black kid and two white kids so it just i just grew up in like a very heavily asian dominated area actually i think half of our school were filipinos so um yeah and then you know 40 percent was you know um uh, chinese vietnamese lao thai all, all that kind of stuff and the other 10 percent were made up of that one black kid, the two white kids, and then uh, some 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 uh, indigenous students. So it's kind of interesting because I feel like I I relate a lot to um, to what's being put out there presented as black culture in North America uh, in North America because I feel like hip hop culture and all that and what they're speaking about. Um, really resonates with anybody who grew up poor, even though I didn't grow up with, you know, black people in 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 my school. But certainly, like like the music, the rage, um, what they're what they're um, 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 you know, fighting fighting for, fighting against, like police brutality, all all that kind of stuff. Like I remember, like in my neighborhood, it wasn't. It's not a neighborhood where you call police. Like, police were just more of, like, an occupying force that came. So, like, obviously, the music resonated for me that way, you know, with, with like, the, the early hip-hop music was really talking about that. Um, uh-huh. So it is kind of interesting that I wasn't directly influenced um, by people, meeting people in person, but the culture um, definitely did influence me. And also, you know, like, like definitely... You know, I, I think black culture is one of the biggest exports coming out of North America. You know, certainly bigger yeah. than, say, country music, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> it's a popular in America only. It didn't really export very far. Um, you know, obviously, I, I love basketball. A lot of Asians love black basketball. There, there's a lot of different things. I would actually say I do think it goes both ways, though. And hear me out, because I, I, I yeah. do love hip-hop culture. And I know a lot of people are mad at like K-pop or J-pop because they say that it's appropriating black culture. But I actually think that there's a lot of influences going both ways. Cause like, hello, hip hop culture, Wu-Tang Clan, Busta mm-hmm. Rhymes, calls mm, himself okay. the dragon. I feel like, you know, like, sure. you know, like, you know, um, with, especially I would say like the female rappers, um, you know, like Nicki Minaj had a song called Chun Li, but even if you don't take the song, if you even look at her, um, aesthetic, which I know that she, she stole from, you know, from, from, from previous rappers, like, like, like Lil Kim and all that, but like those right. wigs are like straight out of like an anime convention, basically. And Lil That's Kim true. is Korean, right? Yeah. <laughs> she is now. <laughs> so that's what she looks like now. So I definitely think there's there's an it's appreciation that goes both ways. I, I think it's a little bit tricky because I know like both cultures are just really protective of 
their culture and our culture being stolen and appropriated. Like, I know, like, when Bruce Lee first came here, people were really mad at him that he's, like, teaching kung fu to, like, white people. So I do think that comes into play. But the interesting thing with, like, Black and Asian culture, I, I think I relate to what you're saying, um, Veronica, where it's, like, I think it's different when it's two minority groups that are appreciating each other and having influence over each other versus, like, the dominant um, culture, like, white people coming in. Like, I'm more offended at, like, Eminem (laughs) than I am at, like, you know, hip-hop influence going into, like, K-pop. You know what I mean? Because it's still... I mean... I don't know. I think it should be Blacks. Black people and Asian people getting together and appropriating each other's culture so that we can create art that takes all the white people's money. How's that? That's good. You know what? what? I went to Florida once when I was 23, and I remember I went out to a club, and I remember these black dudes came up to me, and they were like, how come you know how to dance? You're Asian. And I was like, what? I get that, too. Well, little... Little no, do I, I they know. But I break dance, right? Which is like a, That's a, a, true. primarily like an African American style of dance. And yes, yeah. you know, like, this is the thing like Asians have cool shit, black people have cool shit. Let's just put all the cool shit together. All right, let's <laughs> cool do shit cool together. Shit. I mean, honestly, yeah, and- art, right? Art is about stealing from the best. That's all it is. That is all art is. It's just stealing. Right? And making it your yeah. own. That's it. It's just to steal from better people. That's all you got to do to be a better artist. And our food. Our food has borrowed heavily from each other. So. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is? I never had, um, uh, I don't even know what it's called, like like Southern comfort food before I moved to Toronto. Um, like, but then like I moved chicken in. Chicken and waffles, that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Like chicken and waffles. And then well, there was. My this, favorite. I love chicken and waffles. So, so much. And there were there was this place um, next to where I live called called Harlem's. It's it's closed oh, now, yeah. but it's it's soul food, and I had never had soul food before. And I tasted it, and all I could think of was like the flavors are very reminiscent of Thai food. Like their yes. their sweet chili yeah. sauce. I was like, because obviously, like my parents ran two Thai restaurants, and I was like, this sweet chili sauce is like straight out of Thailand. So I was like, I'm loving these flavors. It's obviously something I'm used to. Um, but yeah, no, definitely, I get what you're saying with like with like the with with the food part of it. Um, yeah. And so let's head on over to uh, to Leonard if you have further thoughts on how um, Black culture has influenced you. Well, I mean, similar to you, you know, I love basketball, I break dance, mm-hmm. I love R and B, like I sing. Um, so yeah, I love. A lot of aspects of black culture just like a lot of people love that but i also love asian culture i love i mean i love like there's there aspects of white there's all sorts of culture that i like there's just it's if you look deep enough into anything there's always something cool and i think it's too bad that people are so i mean i understand if people appropriate it and they're like oh this is ours now right but that's mostly white people they're like oh look at this this is our land now well, oh yeah, but like if you give credit where credit is due, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, this is primarily, you know, a black art. But like, I'm gonna put an Asian spin on it. But I'm not saying it's mine. It's still a black art. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, so there, yeah. Like, like for example, you know what I really love? Like I've been getting into is like Shanghai jazz. Oh. Oh. Which is like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's basically. You know, like it's jazz, which is primarily again, it's like a, you know from from black culture, uh, but like you know they have they kind of put like an Asian spin on it. And there's like some of it's sung in Mandarin, and it's like just mm. actually though, if you um, Ronnie Chang, his uh, special on Netflix, I think he opens like with some Shanghai jazz. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh. Also, also oh. in the um, in the party scene in Crazy Rich Asians, yeah, yes. they they brought one of the most uh, popular um, Chinese jazz artists to uh, yeah. to perform at that. Yeah, that and I think scene. there's like, and it's it's you know, I mean, I wish there were more Asian rappers like Jin. Remember Jin? No, nobody. <laughs> okay. I I know I know Rain. Rain is. Um... Oh well, yeah, he's... Rain. I remember Rain. Oh, yeah, Rain. Yeah. yeah. No, Jin. Jin was uh, was the first and only, I think, Asian in uh, to be admitted into Rough Riders. 
Ah. Do you remember Rough Riders? I do. Yeah, I, do I remember, remember Rough Riders. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Jin had like one hit song. It was called Learn Chinese. Mm. <laughs> Basically, he was just telling know. everybody he had to learn Chinese. And ironically, like he actually speaks Chinese in the song and his Chinese. I was like, your Chinese is horrible, dude. <laughs> yeah. Stick with the rapping. <laughs> well, you know, the the interesting thing is what, one of my favorite groups right now from K-pop is is Blackpink. And they have um, they've they've got they've got two rappers um on out of their four two out of the four girls can rap um jenny who i think is like okay at rapping but actually lisa who's thai um and her thai name is 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 uh, la lisa um she's actually like legit like she raps in korean japanese english thai she throws it all in and i was watching like reaction videos and it, it's kind of funny because um, he here's another part of the intersectionality. Like a huge part of the K-pop audience is black, and yes. so I'm watching these this reaction video um, to to Blackpink songs and like because I, I just kind of wanted to to hear how the hip-hop community thought of like of Lisa's. Um, um, like like her rapping skills. So like you know, there are a lot of like K-pop rappers who are more like Iggy Azalea, where it's like, okay, you trying, but just stop, girl. Like just stop. Yeah. But like, like you know what? Yeah. You're you're not the realist. No, no. <laughs> but like, but no, like like seriously, Lisa from Blackpink, she's got the flow. Like I was, so that's why I was like, okay, let's go watch some reaction videos. And there's like a lot of hip hop reaction channels on YouTube that are starting to like cover Blackpink. And I was glad to see that they like, you yeah. know, they, they were feeling her flow. Cause she's, she's like legit good. Like obviously it's a bit different cause with K-pop, you don't write all of your own things. Um, other than I know like BTS has a bit more control cause of like, their company, whatever, big hit or whatever, gives their K-pop artists more control. But Blackpink is with YG and, you know, I, I don't think Lisa's writing all her own raps, even though she was trained to. But, like, for the actual flow, I think, like, she's super, super legit. Like, I, like, look her up. She's fabulous. Um, and, you know, yeah, shout out to all the Thai people. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to watch that document. It's on my list of things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they literally have Black in their name, if you want to talk about <laughs> yeah and they train for so long it's like, insane they start yeah, with like 14 crazy. or something like if they fuck up yeah. like, oh i didn't go to high school oh no yeah. like i know i sing and dance so oh, exactly so you better be no, legit yeah, they're, they're screwed it's crazy it's yeah. like the nba but like but you don't even go to university and get a degree <laughs> yeah but i mean it's, i guess it's the same like as all whatever artists that are they train them from when they're young look at the jackson five yeah that worked out well. Yeah, that's, um, that's definitely I don't know. I true. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead, Leonard. Well, I'm just saying. I think, like, I think going back to the, you know, say, like, as long as you're celebrating the culture, right? That you're, there's a difference between appropriating the culture and saying, oh, this is mine, versus like, oh, I think this is cool, and this mm -hmm. is not mine, but I, I want to honor it. Yeah. And so I think you've got to, you know, you got to be good at it. <laughs> you know, like you gotta put yeah. in, you gotta put in the time to get good at that art, at that craft, at that, and understand where it comes from. Understand because the thing is this, like, you know, like blues, for example. You know, like when black people sing the blues, you feel it because they have something to be blue about. <laughs> the history, yeah. Like, but that's not, you get like, you know, white people singing the blues and like some white people, sure. It's like, yeah, I can see the struggle. But others, you're like, you didn't fucking see shit. Like you didn't, not, nothing bad happened to you. You're just trying to, like, so much of like black art comes from oppression, comes from that like generational, like, it, it comes from, you know, you got like spirituals, right? Like you, you, there's no white spirituals, you know? <laughs> they're not like, they're like, uh, <laughs> Who is it? Uh, Langston Kerman. He's this comedian. He has this amazing bit in his album where he talks about white spirituals and it's like, wait in the water, wait in the distilled water. <laughs> 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 like, you know, <laughs> like he does, it's amazing. He does a great, I don't, I don't even remember those the lyrics, but it was incredible, right? And it's just yeah. like, and because the art does come from struggle, it comes from experience, a lot of it negative, if you just take sort of like the, the superficial part, the superficial parts of the art, but without that underlying, without understanding the underlying part, that 
that's the problem. That's when it gets bad. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So then you yeah. just have to, I think, if you want to do that art, you have to truly understand where it came from. And then also understand that right. maybe you can't do it because you don't have that experience. You don't have, you know, that struggle. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah. But those perms are not, I, there's no excuse for them. <laughs> I'm standing my ground on those perms. It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a great way to end the, the, the topic, Veronica. Um, so we'll move on to our, first hot topic of the week and this hot topic is probably the hot topic in the world right now um oh. and we'll uh, we'll we'll start with leonard on the upcoming u.s election that will be held on tuesday goodness sake leonard what is happening i mean it's the prelude to a civil war uh <laughs> Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. That's the thing. It's it's one of the like you know every everything says Biden's going to be up, but hey, we've been there before in 2016. It didn't work out particularly well, so the memories of that are still pretty fucking fresh. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, like to to like the 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 fate of the world literally rests <laughs> on this election, and I feel like that might be hyperbolic, but it isn't really like. It's not really. Uh, no, like it's not. Forward, I don't like. I don't think the world, like America, withstands another four years of Trump. It no. just does not. Like no. it would. It's already fundamentally changed America forever. Like this is not going to be something that people forget. This is going to scar that country for the rest of its life. You know, like because it's it's like um like King George, the third or Caligula, right? Like this is this is the Mad King of America. You know, oh. people don't forget yeah. that. Shit. Oh yeah. my god. So it's... yeah, it's interesting. Like people put him in because they're like disenfranchised, these like uneducated, disenfranchised white voters who, you know, put him into office. And now, you know what's funny is Biden is has won them a lot of them back <laughs> because they're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, but like Trump is like the agent of change, and they're like, Oh, we need uh, the agent of please change it back. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> But even if he's won them back, I, like I was researching their voting system because I don't think I have ever oh, really fucked. understood it. And I was the voting like, voting system is so fucked. It's so f- stupid. I was like, this doesn't I, like I'm like, I don't know much about politics, but I know that this is stupid. And I'm like, it. so it's not hyperbole. Literally, the fate of the world, shall we say, is in the hands of this election like who yeah. the fuck knows and, and it's really happen. like just three swing states it's like wisconsin oh Pennsylvania, my god and it's ridiculous i forget like i don't know florida like if if, if florida, florida falls to biden then it's over yeah. uh pretty much but it's yeah and it's it's so fucked up right because like the big thing of course is it's the mail-in ballots right because it's a pandemic uh-huh. and people are like oh we 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 don't want to go out and like get the fucking coronavirus, which is, which by the way, Trump, pretty much a, a pro coronavirus president, right? Like he's done more for <laughs> coronavirus than any other president. <laughs> like he's got oh. coronavirus vote. Like he's really allowed it to proliferate um, oh and thrive. You know, like tax cuts for Corona. You know, it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. Uh, because of that, like we not, we might not know the results on November third, unless it's like a Biden landslide. But the, it just has to be close, and then I think Trump can start to challenge it. There are already like all these Supreme Court cases, like trying to like Ugh. stop them from counting the votes after November third, which, by the way, is insanity because they've always been counted after November third. <laughs> and he's crazy. He's just talking. He just yeah. Like I think Veronica, like you research the electoral system for what i'm sure like 10 minutes maybe and you know more about it than trump already does well and that's the thing is because that man has hid all his transcripts from whatever school and it's like this man is like like if you just listen to just audio he just sounds insane and stupid and after i i had to reread things several times to understand their the way they they vote and i every time i thought where does this make sense? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's like, scary. Did you, scary. You write about the electors, right? Like the electors. Yes. Yeah. So, like, yeah. It's so crazy. So like the pop, what, like all these counties and the popular in the state ends up like uh, you have these electors and these electors That's are right. just who are they? Who are these people? random people and they can and they are supposed to be like, oh, yeah. So the popular vote, that's who this goes to. 
But they could just be like, you know what? Uh, even though everybody in my state voted for Biden, let's just say Trump. Oh and there's nothing God. to stop them from doing that. No. Yeah, that's so crazy. And I'm like, I just think, how crazy is he that he could rig the, the mail-in votes? Yeah, there's just so much craziness from, like, these fake postal boxes to voter intimidation. People going to polls with, like, friggin' like guns being shown and all that to try and like scare people away. Yeah. Um, just anything they can do to suppress the vote. It's just, it's, you know, honestly, I, I think both of you are right. This is the fate of the world because as much as we make fun of the U S sometimes it's like, we need the U S to survive because oh. as messed up as the U S is, I'm sorry, Asians, but I do not need China as the world only, major superpower like that is not you know even india please india come up i know india could could be an economic power too like we need more to balance each other we cannot let china run wild this is why china and russia are pro-trump um we just china's actually pro-biden what what china and iran i believe were were (laughs) doing things that were pro uh, Biden and Russia was doing things that were pro-Trump. But the things that China and Iran are doing are like nothing compared to like just how dedicated Russia is to like uh. fucking up America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's just all crazy. I've I actually had a serious conversation with my boyfriend where I was like, honestly, if Trump wins, I was like, I'm moving. I was like, we're Going to the other where side of the Where are you going? Where like, are you going to go? I was like, I don't know where I'm going to go. You're not but... in America. You're already, you're already where all the Americans want to move. If Trump I know. Exactly. No, no, no. Okay, see, here's the thing for me. If Trump wins, like both of you said, I feel like it's a civil war. And we yeah. are too close to be next to a civil war. Because... Do you know what wars need? Resources. Canada has a lot of land and resources. Somebody's going to run out of water. You know, California's going to run out of water. Come get Canada's water. I don't know. I know this sounds crazy, but I'm getting the hell out of here. I am not. This is know. too close. Canada, too close. The, Canada has the best snipers in the world. I think we're going to be like, <laughs> pick them all off as they try to climb over the border, which is still closed, by the way. I think if Trump wins, even after a pandemic ends, just keep the border shut. Just keep them shut. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's not like, going quietly. He's not going quietly. Oh, of course not. I mean, no. he, I mean, here's the thing, though. He's like, like all most of the generals who have worked with him are pretty much against him. The Secret Service hates him. Like, I even if he doesn't want to go quietly, I don't think there's any way there's anybody who's going to support him staying in office. Oh my God. Like, he needs the military on his side. Like, the only reason, like the Germans, like the shit that happened in Germany, that that stuff only happened because, like. The German military is very small in comparison to the, all the people of the brown shirts that like Hitler had. He had way more people, you know. Yeah. So it's it would be like if all the it would be like if if Trump had like a billion Proud Boys, like just fighting oh for. Oh my it. god! Oh my god! And who who knows? Like who knows how many people out there who don't who aren't even revealing who they truly are because they work everything within the system. So that's what scares me is like there's many people out there we don't know who work within the system and we don't know about them because it's working for all these people. Yeah. So. Okay, well, I'm I'm just it's, I'm getting too depressed. I feel like let's wrap up this topic because we're we're going to be talking about it next week no matter what happens. This oh, I know. It's gonna be will be, it's to be continued. Um but uh thanks for thanks for your thoughts on that um Leonard and Everybody. Veronica. Um, let's move on to uh, Veronica's first hot topic of the week. Um, Amy Baron Cohen. <laughs> what, what, what is, what is going on, Veronica? What is happening? So, so when she, when she was nominated in and, um, and they had the hearing for her, it kind of coincided when with, see, now I'm going to mix up their names. Sasha, I have to look at my notes. Sasha Barrett. No. Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. Just call him Borat. Borat, yeah. So the second movie came out. And so he released the clip of Giuliani in that very compromising, humiliating (laughs) video. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so people 
It was just edited. Like, we're, honestly, I don't, I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't that bad. Like, you see, no, no, but like, you look, I mean, come on, man. Like, the guy is, I mean, you know, what, the thing that is bad about it is like, if I were 78 years old and I looked like Giuliani and I was that close yeah. to the American president and then some woman was hitting on me, I would be suspicious. <laughs> That's the bad part about it. But, like, if honestly, like, absent all that, like, she was flirting with them. She was very much, like, putting out signs that's, like, you know. I mean, honestly, if it wasn't I... for all that stuff, if it wasn't, I don't think it's, like, I mean, maybe this is, maybe this is a horrible opinion. But, like, I really <laughs> didn't think it was that bad. I don't know. No, it was I... it was the touching. It was the physical contact. Yeah. Even you know, even outside of coronavirus, like for all y'all shouldn't be touching nobody. But even no, it's definitely creepy. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> creepy. But I don't think it's like pedophilia bad. You know what I mean? It's just creepy old man bad. Well, I mean that's still creepy enough. Come of on, course, nerd. but Giuliani is a creepy old man. It's like this is this is accepted. Know, we can't, it's not like anybody's like that. oh. If I'm flirting with someone, I don't expect them to immediately put their hands down their pants. She pulled his shirt out. Like, he could very well have been tucking it back in. I'm not saying he was. I'm not saying he wasn't. But it was edited in such a way that I feel like it's not out of the realm of possibility that he was tucking his shirt back in. Yeah. Well, I, in I, any case, yeah, I, that I, whole I, situation I, got mixed up with Amy Barrett. No, Amy, Nancy, Amy I, Coney I, Barrett. Yeah, thank you, Amy, Amy Barrett. I'm doing it now, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say, Bob? Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I can definitely see the editing on, like, the pants part, but I just think with a, with a 15-year, well, a supposed 15-year-old who yeah. was actually not 15, but, you know, it's just... The, you didn't know. It, I don't it, think it was, like, that. the touching. It was, like, just the touching of it i was like y'all bitch don't don't be touching 15 year olds like y'all no he he, i I don't think he knew she was 15 first of all because she was a reporter like the the, the context the context under which he was in that room with her i don't think he would have thought she was 15 if he did know she was 15 then that's fucked up but like i really don't think I've got That's, to watch it again. I, I I felt like they had uh, informed him, but maybe not. Maybe they didn't until no, was, Borat jumped out of the closet. <laughs> yeah, it's still creepy. Nevertheless, it's still creepy, and I it's kind of um, it's kind of funny that she's getting mixed up with this with with Borat, and I just think first of all, her even getting nominated is just ridiculous. Like, what the fuck is happening over there? Because even if a Biden wins, it's still like now the um, the Supreme Court. It's now very much conservative now, and who That's knows great. what's going to happen? Yeah, People are going to get three. coat hangers back. Yeah, wire coat hangers are going to come back, and we're all going to have to do that if we get. Okay. Well, I don't. Okay, I don't. Again, if if they do overturn Roe v. Wade, all that means is that abortion is no longer federally protected, but there are still states. Like, that, that basically all it means is they're shunting the decision back to the states. So, yeah, if you live in Mississippi, you're probably fucked. Move. <laughs> yeah, move. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. I mean, or go to the dry cleaners and get some hangers. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, hopefully, I, I kind of feel like what's going to happen is, well, first of all, as everybody knows, I'm not a big Biden fan. Um, obviously, vote Biden if Trump is your only other choice. But, like, what I got mad is that Biden, you know, he was sidestepping this whole question about whether he was going to, like, you know, um, overstep the Supreme Court if, if he wins the election. And the best thing he did at first, um, him, Biden and Kamala Harris, they were just avoiding the question. Because realistically, the best answer is, I ain't answering no bitch-ass theoretical question. Why don't you ask me a question about something real, like the Republicans stuffing it right now with Amy Coney Barrett? Like, hello, exactly. bitches. Like, let's talk about reality. I ain't going to answer some hypothetical later. Let's talk about reality. I, that's how I'd answer that shit. But... You know, so Kamala Harris stuck to the script, but Biden, because he's known for campaign gaffes, uh, he answered the question when he didn't need to, where he was like, yeah, I've always been against that. Just look at my... I was like, Biden, bitch, just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> you don't have to answer that question. 
Because I feel like what's going to happen is I don't think he's going to do it right away. But I think what's going to happen is if the courts start overturning things that are so against the will of the American public, then pressure will build. And then at that point, he'll just come in and be forced to, like, you know, you know, change, change the makeup of the Supreme Court. I feel like that's how it's going to happen. So I'm not as worried. I feel like the public mm. outcry would be so much. But I feel like he does need like that catalyst. I don't think he can just go into power and be like, okay, I'm going to like flip this script. I feel like something needs to get overturned or there's a major thing that gets voted on and it's just like totally out of control that the American public has so much of an outcry that people won't be asking him, oh, are you going to stuff it? They're going to be like, bitch, stuff it. Stuff this shit. Yeah. Stuff this shit. Yeah. And then he'll change it. But well, at just the same to make time. It more even. Yeah. Is this because right make now, it more even? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the but, whole point is like they should they should just a they should have term limits. All right. Like lifetime appointments is absurd because now you oh have. Oh my god! Like, yes. She's only forty eight. Forty year old Republicans like conservative yeah. Republicans, like Kavanaugh's a partisan hack. Gorsuch has been actually a nice surprise. Um, we'll see what happens with only Amy Coney Borat. Uh, oh no, <laughs> bitch is crazy. I don't need to see. I've already heard enough from her. Well, you know what? I'll say this: like the fact that she didn't jump in onto the Pennsylvania case when she could have. People were asking her to recuse herself. She didn't recuse herself, but she also didn't yeah. make a judgment on that either. So yeah. I was like fully expecting her to write because, like, Trump essentially said, "Oh, I'm going to need the Supreme Court to like throw away all these decisions and help us yeah. win this election." He oh. said it right, which is 100 percent why people were like, "Yo, you got to recuse yourself," because like that is such a clear conflict of interest. And to her credit. She didn't rule on it. Like, she didn't recuse herself, but she basically said, I don't have enough time to read all this stuff, and this needs a, a quick decision, so I'm, I'm not going to say anything. And which also, I think what was a way actually, to... Which was a nice surprise. A I really expected yeah. her to, like, you know... Well, listen, the, the, the part that really turned, her, turned me against her is somebody asked her a question flat out of, like, if your teachings or readings from the Bible conflict with your readings of the law, which are you going to side with? And, like, for her to not be able to answer that... Wait, wait, what like, did she say? I didn't hear that. What did she say? She was... She didn't really answer. She was just kind of like, oh, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. All case by case. I was like, yeah. case by case, the Constitution versus the Bible? Like, bitch, yeah. like, you're not even a lawyer at that point. It's like... Well, she didn't, she didn't answer anything. No. Yeah, she kind of implied that she would... She would not let it influence her, but not... It wasn't um, convincing, but no. also, isn't she an originalist, if I remember Yeah, correctly? she's an originalist, which means... So, so there's, there's yeah. like, this... People are, like, textualists versus originalists. Like, so for her, it's, like, it's not what the words mean. It's, like, what does it's, she think the founders meant during exactly. that time? Well, these are the crazy things. So she's an originalist. Scalia was an originalist who... That's right. Uh, and I believe Gorsuch is as well. So here's the thing. Now you have these people on Supreme Court that they've... Like, the, all, this is all the Republicans wanted. Like, after Roe v. Wade, like, the Heritage Foundation, like, this has been their plan for 40 fucking years. Hell and they did so. it, right? And they put in all these people, these originalists, who are now going to shape the country based on the will of a bunch of slave owners who didn't yes. want anybody poor to have any power whatsoever. And, oh, That's my right. God, America makes perfect yep. sense now. Mm-hmm. Like, this yep. is, this is yep. America. Makes sense. Yep. Uh, That's yeah. right. And and this is the thing, too, is I also feel like there is just almost like the sense of hopelessness. Yeah, I, like we're in Canada and I feel hopeless. And I just can't even imagine like, so now the uh, Supreme Court judges are all con- like mostly conservative now. And even if Trump goes, he will go. But if he goes, he's not really gone. The influence is there. It just feels. Oh, yeah. Trump, t- Trump he- TV coming up. Yeah. Will anyone have anything left in them to fight anything anymore? That's the thing I'm actually, you know, nervous about. Yeah, but we live. You want to fight, but you're tired. We live in Canada. The only thing that's going to bother me about the like, it's it's all the environmental stuff because that affects everybody. But we can get you can get you can get abortions. I mean, you aren't, but you could. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just move with Vong to wherever he's going. (laughs) I'm out. I'm so out. I swear where to God. Are you, where would you go? Where are you going to go? Like, yeah. I don't <laughs> know, but across the ocean. I need an ocean between me and this 
hot mess. I can't. I can't. What are your, if, if what are your wins, options across the ocean that are any good right now? There's no, yeah. I mean, yeah, like Sweden is lovely, but, you know, you ain't white. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know and what? they didn't lock down either. You know what? I'm 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 down with Denmark. I'm down with. I know it's full of white people, but it is the number is like the number one white country for badminton. So at least they are they they've got some skills. So I'll 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 go with that. Um, that's 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 the closest. And I think they they've been voted the happiest place on earth, like outside of Disney World, like as far as countries go, like multiple times. Um, yeah, well, I've seen Hamlet. Those those Danes, <laughs> real happy people. Uh, okay, let's um, uh, thank you, uh, thank you, Veronica, for um, taking us to that topic. Um, yeah. Taking us back to Canada because I I'm just too depressed talking about the U.S. But taking us back to Canada is is Leonard's next hot topic, which is the um, COVID app in Alberta is not available or not for use. Um, well, what's going on? Okay, so the, yeah, the COVID alert app, which is a bit, you know, the federal government released and it's, uh, it's meant to help Canadians figure out if they've been exposed to COVID-19. Um, yeah, the Alberta Premier is like, no, we're not going to let that in. They're calling it Trudeau's app. And they're like, we're not oh going to let that in. Like, Are you kidding me? It's a free app that they developed, and it's good. It's actually a good app. Like, I've used it. It's fine. Um, like, you know, all the privacy issues that people are concerned about, like, they're not there. Like, you have to give Pizza Pizza more information to order a pizza than for this thing to, to do it's, what it's supposed to do. Uh, and, it, yeah, they just, you know, uh, for whatever reason, they are making this a partisan issue. You know, they're turning covid into a partisan issue which i really want didn't want them to do that in canada like it's just insanity uh and they're saying how they're like because they i guess alberta had its own app and they're like well we don't want to add this app unless we can like transfer those accounts over and i was like you didn't even have to open an account for like covid no, you, just, you just put the app on your phone and you're done um so yeah it's a little bit crazy i uh <laughs> i don't know if you heard i actually used the app I, uh, I was working for 22 minutes and I opened the app because we were supposed to be interviewing Trudeau and I was writing some joke questions for him and I opened the app and it said, I got exposed. Oh, <laughs> oh no, really? And we had to shut down the 22 office. And, oh my God. And then it ended up making it all the way to Trudeau. Like basically during the interview, they were like, uh, just before we end this interview, just want to let you know, uh, one of our writers... He opened his app and it told me to expose. We had to shut down the whole office. So my next question is, I have no questions because all our writers are gone. <laughs> well, it worked. It worked. I, yeah. Yeah. Leonard, patient zero of this hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is not, this is not yeah. uh, ideal. It's not what I wanted, but uh, it was funny. At least... Uh, <laughs> Oh. Yeah, and weren't you the one who said you, we should you should give us thermometers? I remember when you started. Didn't you say that? Yes, and they did give us <laughs> they did they gave us thermometers. Um, they just never. I I was just saying somebody should be there like to zap you with like the head thermometer, the thermometer gun. Mm -hmm. But they gave us like little thermometers, which I literally never used once. Only one writer I know used it, and then he wrote to me the other day, and he was like, "Did nobody do this but me?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Because you've uh, got the app. i got the app. But that's the thing. Like, the COVID Alert app is good. Everybody should download it. And I think it's crazy that they're not... And they're, oh, BC as well. And I'm actually not 100% sure why BC hasn't adopted it. i got to look into that. I'm sure it has to do with politics as well. But I don't know why. Mm. It's nuts, though. It's a good app. I, download the app. I, yeah, I did download... I'll, I'm going to be honest. So I downloaded it for about a week. And I got rid of it because I don't have room on my phone. How do you know? Uh, okay. Veronica, oh, oh girl. Veronica, oh. the, the app it takes up so little space. What the fuck is on your phone? Like, you can't, like it takes up like, so little space. I have an Android. But, but get rid of something else. Do you have TikTok? No. Okay, what, what do you have? What, what, let's go girl. to your phone um, right now. And let's get rid of an app. I know, I know. I have a whole bunch of... I know, it's very Bye. irresponsible. Of me, don't follow my what I do. Such a small amount of data. It's so small. I, like, I yeah. Like, all the things 
to get rid of. I know. That was a mistake. Yeah, that was a mistake. Like, like, Veronica. Oh, you're being publicly shamed, but for, it's for the greater good. If we can publicly shame <laughs> you and convince one person to download the app, hopefully that person no, is no, no. you, but <laughs> other people as yeah. well. No, you should download the app. The only reason that week I took it off as well, one of the other reasons I took it off is because it made me so anxious that one week. And I don't remember what was happening. I think I had to, oh yes, I had to go get tested because we thought we had been exposed. And then my son is asthmatic, so we had to go to the hospital and he was ruled out for COVID. But what happens is we didn't know if it was his asthma. So you can't just stay in there. You have to actually leave and come back because they won't just transfer you over now. You're either in there for COVID or other things. And I was like, I need to just remove this app for a second to not be this anxious, but I never downloaded it again. I know it's a bad excuse, very poor excuse. Don't follow this example. In fact, delete this segment, this part of it. <laughs> Where we are, we are live, Veronica. This part of the podcast for space. Closer. <laughs> <laughs> we we are very much live but uh let, let's wrap up that topic there um i want to give a shout out to our uh commenter from facebook peter german who's saying this is so much fun so uh it seems like peter is enjoying our public roasting of veronica um, yeah. oh it's gonna continue it will continue throughout the night i just don't want what did you need space for like, what were you I, trying to put on your phone? No, like, well, clearly, this has to go. I don't even know, honestly. There's a whole bunch of shit on there. It, I know it. They're shit apps because I don't even like. I don't even know what the hell's on there, to be honest. <laughs> and I'm with Freedom Mobile, which is a shit <laughs> provider. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's like Freedom, it doesn't matter if you're on Freedom. All, all the, all, you know, the app runs on Bluetooth and Bluetooth alone. So, yeah, well, I had it for three, like three days. Oh, that's great. <laughs> okay. I said, do not follow my example. <laughs> do as I see, not as I do. Or as you're about to. Pro okay, let's let's end the topic by you promising that you are going to download the app and show it to us on your phone during I the next promise. episode. Promise. Oh, this yeah. episode, next episode. That's a week. She's going to get COVID and spread it to how many people in a week? <laughs> do it right now. <laughs> okay yes while we transition to the next topic veronica um definitely if you have your phone with you you can start downloading the app um but uh okay so the the next topic is actually um we're heading back to veronica for this topic and it is about the well it's about multiple things but it's spurred on by the recent death of sean connery but also how people have been talking about him in his um in the recent days after his death and about his legacy yeah so sean connery died on halloween did he not was it on halloween so uh, you know people are as they always do with celebrities as they they talk about his great work his accolades tribute like he he was he was knighted he's a sir right and uh, some people are not happy that that's all they talk about is these great things that he's done when they've ignored what he said on a Barbara Walters interview where he said, there's nothing wrong with giving an open-handed slap to a woman when she needs it. And he stood by that statement for years and only retracted it in 2006. And I think when he first did that interview was like in the 80s. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, I don't need... I, even I don't know where I stand because I'm like, I don't know. When people die, do you just talk about the good about them? Is it cancel culture if we only talk about if we if we only talk about the bad that they did because they're human, even though they're celebrities. But then at the same time, say Trump dies. I don't know why he's still alive anyhow that, with that corona. But when Trump dies, do we talk about all the great things he's done as president, which is not going to happen because yeah. he did nothing great, but uh, he made America great again. Come on. He made America <laughs> great again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's just, I don't, even I feel like I don't know where I stand. I feel like I don't want to necessarily give accolades, but I don't want to highlight the greatness of someone when they've had a history of 
these misogynistic, these allegations of being misogynistic. Like I, it doesn't sit right with me. Same with like Juliana be Giuliani being creepy. I mean, <laughs> that that's it's just wrong. Yeah, I know, I know I'm not nice. saying I'm on board with Giuliani's yeah. creepiness. I'm just saying it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's like levels of creepiness. That's <laughs> just the way people were talking about it online. I was like, oh, for sure, this dude's going to be this whacking up friend of a teenager. But no, it was you know, it was just a little hand down the pants. But <laughs> no, hand down the pants, and it, and it could it could have been innocent. Yeah. But this happens all the time. Like, look at Michael Jackson. What? He's yeah. When he died, I know. Let's. Is there a lesser example? What happens yeah, when Bill Cosby dies? Yeah, well, we I think are people going to remember him as this terrible person <laughs> because they remember. Right, like he's done. Nobody's like, oh man, the Cosby Show was great. Nobody's saying that. They yeah, pulled it off well, in the air. Like no, they're still, okay. play, but they, because he is, he's in jail. Like Michael Jackson died before he could have gone in jail, and he got off all that stuff anyway. So it's like, look. I think the lesson is you just have to die at the right time. That's you all. just have to die at the right time. Yeah. That's Roy Wood Jr. Yeah. bit, by the way. It's not me. Yeah, I, Even, I, I, I would say, I, I would say for me in recent history, I feel like Sean Connery is not as polarizing of a figure. I would say the most recent one where this really happened to me was Kobe Bryant. Um, I feel like that like broke the internet because people were like, do we talk about the rape accusation? Uh, Do we talk about, you know, how he treats his teammates or do we talk about the fact that he's, he's died, all the things he's done for the community and for basketball and that his daughter died as well. You have people grieving, you have people shouting out his past transgressions. It was just like, it was like this craziness. I, I will say it kind of died down because, you know, um, I, like it was right when he died, it, it got really contentious. Um, but then um, af- after the, the Lakers won the championship and the Dodgers as well, they were like doing a lot of tributes to Kobe and you didn't have like the counter, oh, but he's a quote unquote rapist thing that was going on. So I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't really know how I feel about it because. Me too. I don't know either. I, and I think that is the correct thing. I don't think there is any way to feel about it. I think how it is is like, this person means to you what they mean to you, and they and like for so for some people Kobe's a goddamn monster, all right. For other people Kobe's a hero, and that's fine. The people can be different things to different people based on how you perceive them, based on your own experiences. I think what matters is that you don't police what other people think. If somebody wants to celebrate Sean Connery, let them. Don't be like, ah, but he's slapping around women. It's like, then you privately condemn them, you know, whatever. Just yeah. let people grieve. Like, I mean, the guy just died. Like, on, like, the Kobe thing, same thing happened to me. Like, I posted some shit online where I was just like, you know, like, the thing about Kobe, like, and it was a, it was words of admiration. I mean, I know he's problematic. I, I acknowledged that, but people just went crazy on my, on my, uh, on that status, I was like, well, at least it's nice to know who I have to delete from my Facebook. Uh, (laughs) You know, and yeah, that's the thing. Like, and and I've done jokes about Kobe. Like, I've done, like, especially, like, you know, I have this stupid, stupid, stupid joke, but basically, I was talking about Teen Wolf, right? Because it's, like, Halloween. And I was like, yeah, Teen Wolf, it's, like, this story of this guy who, like, he turns into a monster and he hurts people, but people love him anyways because he's really good at basketball. (laughs) It's like sound familiar. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yes, you're right. Sean Connery is not as polarizing, but it's still within the same vein. Like, at what yeah. point do you do you ba- basically cancel someone in their death <laughs> and just say like it's not worth it? And even like the example I chose, Bill Cosby. Even as horrible as he was, there. Let's. I have to say, there was a point in television where it it really mattered that that those shows he put on were important. Yeah, I mean that comment he, itself. He, like he did more to normalize. He did. He. I mean, this is yeah. controversial, but like in, he potentially did more to further civil rights than Martin Luther King, because he showed. <laughs> Because he showed the African-American people, not the like a middle-class African-American family, and he wasn't talking about the differences. He was celebrating the similarities. And then right. that really did a lot to exactly. normalize relations between black and white America. 
All right. Exactly. Like he, it was the number one show. The concert right. was the number one show. He was beloved. Yeah, those Thursday nights for the bomb. Yeah, it's like, it was like the Cosby show, Family Ties, Cheers, and I forget what came after Cheers, but like, what a night that was. A a different world. (laughs) Oh, that's right, a different world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the guy, yes. Yeah, you can't forget about Denise Huxtable, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. No, Yeah, I I just, yeah, it's, 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 it's really tricky. I... I will say that I'm I'm generally not the the one who will jump up and put my hand up as soon as somebody died and say oh but they did this and this, um, yeah. so I don't I don't know I yeah it's like what Leonard's saying people are gonna feel how they feel, um, for me personally even if I even if I like hate a bitch like if they die I probably wouldn't use that moment to like. Yeah smear them further personally but yeah. you know if other people want to sure go ahead i i it's it's i'll say it's it's not my thing um, yeah. but just, sure yeah, just save it as a surprise you know just wait till much much later it's like their birthday they just blow out a candle right. on their cake right. you're like oh guess what john connery slapped the women around <laughs> <laughs> or get a good publicist get a good publicist that works until after your death to mitigate all those comments did, did John Connery ever elucidate as to what the reasons were he thought it was okay to slap a woman around he, you know all he said is it was taken out of context I'm not really sure what the context is because he, he basically said that um, sometimes women can just keep going on and on and, oh. and open slap open handed slap <laughs> okay. Well, I, don't I, mean, anyway. I don't really know <laughs> what context. Yeah, what context would make that better? But that's yeah. his story. Well, it's, it's kind of interesting because there is this thing of like you know domestic violence, men abusing women, stuff like that. But I will also say on on the other side, there's I hate it when they have like a female in a action movie. And they have to like bring in another female because the women can't fight the men, like you know, with a with a Romeo Must Die movie where <laughs> oh, it was it just gets a little bit ridiculous. So I would say like in action <laughs> movies, if like if like bitches are trying to kill each other, then yes, a man can like slap a woman if she's got like a ninja star and like a samurai sword coming at you, then feel free to slap a hoe because she's going to come for you. If she's just going to slap a girl with a samurai sword, I'm running, Kong. I'm going to run. (laughs) (laughs) Uma Thurman coming at me with a fucking sword. You think I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, I think think that's correct. I don't have to worry about getting canceled if I slap her. No, that's, of course, I'm not going to be worried about getting canceled. That's the I would... I would love to live to be cancelled if I stopped <laughs> So maybe he meant within the context of James Bond, but I mean, it can't be, because he's, he stood by that comment for years. Yeah, decades. I don't know. Old ass hoe. Old yeah, ass hoe white guy likes to smack yeah. women around. Not and we all know James Bond treated women with the utmost of respect. Well, that's true. That's, that's very true. <laughs> Um, okay, thank you for that, uh, Veronica. We're going to wrap up now with our movie of the week, which, you know, it, it, we, we always take our theme from the movie of the week, and that's why our theme this week was the intersection of Asian and Black culture, because our movie of the week is Rush Hour, starring Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Um and, you know, this was really a blending of the cultures at a time when I was growing up. It was, like, a huge movie where I grew up. I must have seen it multiple times. Saw part two, part three, which kind of sucked. But it's okay. Oh. We can always go back to the original. We own the soundtrack. Aaliyah. You know. Oh, no. I don't know if Aaliyah was on it. That's anyway. Not, no, no. Anyway, I, I'm getting the movies about? confused. Anyway. That's another black Asian movie. <laughs> anyway, that was Romeo Must Die. But anyway, um... No, but, like, this movie was, like, everything where I grew up. This shit, like, Chris Tucker, I, he was barely in any other goddamn movies. It, it was just this franchise, and just this franchise alone made him a huge star. Um, so let's uh, let's head over to uh, Leonard first. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, let's get some deep character writing analysis on Rush yeah, Hour. Let's really, really break this movie yeah. down. Uh, Obviously. 
classic movie, remember. It's <laughs> a classic movie. Uh, <laughs> <with> <laughs> classic three-act structure. I don't know, whatever. It was all right. It was an all right movie. It was uh, had its moments, you know, like... I mean, any Jackie Chan movie is essentially just a vehicle for fight scenes, right? That's all it is. It's kind of like, and it, it had a more cohesive plot than porn, I guess. Uh, <laughs> right? It's just, you're, you're just making excuses for fight scenes. And at least this way, like, one of the fight scenes was set off by, like, a misunderstanding between black, like, an Asian trying to appropriate, well, is it black culture or is it white culture that black people then reappropriated to make it less hurtful, you know the scene I'm talking about, like the the uh, when he's in the pool hall, mm-hmm. and then he says the n word, yes, and yeah. then they beat the crap out of him, or they well they try, and then he just kills everybody, uh, which actually really seemed unjust, right? Because he was Jackie Chan was totally in the wrong. I mean, he didn't understand why, but he's totally in the wrong, and then all these guys got beat up for it. But uh, but yeah, it was an okay film. You know, I hadn't seen it in a long time. I rewatched it uh, for this. I mean, do I regret rewatching it? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I could have used my time better, I'm sure. Like, it, you know, like, I, I don't think, like, my opinion of the movie changed since the first time I saw it. Like, my impression was pretty much like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's okay. It's fun. It's, But it's not like... It didn't change my life the way it apparently changed Vong's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like, yeah. Such on a, it's on a pedestal to be called, yeah. I, I can't, I can't let that go. That I, mean, I, yeah. I do like that the villain is the white guy. <laughs> like the, Literally, the villain of this movie is colonialism. But <laughs> I think that's great. It's, yeah. <laughs> so ahead of its time. <laughs> like, he's literally, steal, he, literally stealing art. Like, so, yeah, basically it goes right back to everything we were talking about. Like, don't fucking steal like you celebrate it but you know don't appropriate and say it's yours <laughs> anyways okay let's uh let's head on over to ronica what was what were your thoughts on rush hour i mean i'm not gonna not a class i was excited when it came out because it was like you know for me the you know the black asian i was like Hoo-hoo, my world is here but I, I don't know if I was as excited for those sequels as you were, Vong. Um, it was, no, I was entertaining back then. It was entertaining for me now, but mostly for the, the fight sequences. I can't stand Chris Tucker's voice. It's like, it's just a certain pitch, and it's like fingernails on chalkboard for me. And I have to deliberately tune it out. Um, like soca music, that's a different story. I just argued with my friends about that. I don't... Sorry, those like soap music. Um, Have you but, seen Fifth Element, Veronica? Yes, not in a long time. But what I, do you I think of that. Chris Tucker's voice in that one? What I, do you think of Chris Tucker in that one? Because he's a, it's a, such a different character. I, uh, what do I think of him now? I don't even think of him because his voice had such an impact on me in Rush Hour that I I refuse. Like every, anytime I I think of him, I just hear his voice and I can't do it. It's it's. Uh, I would rather watch a Medea movie. Anyway, um, I I liked it. It, It's fun. Um, I liked that they, it was both equal in terms of stereotypes. So there was equality there. Um, They filled the diversity quota very efficiently. There's a black lead. There's an Asian lead. They threw in a Latina cop just to make it well-rounded. Unfortunately, she passed away. Did she pass away before the sequels? Yeah, Elizabeth Pena. Oh, that's Elizabeth Pena. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was in colors too, by the way. So she, yeah. But I mean, the, the, I like the soundtrack. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to. I, I feel like I have to like it because Vaughn likes it so much. <laughs> I feel guilty for not loving it the way you did. <laughs> no, no. I'm. I don't think. I feel like every movie we've had on so far, I've given two Asian thumbs up. Because basically anything with an Asian lead, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm I might be a little bit biased toward all things Asian, but um, you know, someone's got to be. Um, yeah. But hey, I liked it. Yeah, it's I I honestly thought it was a fun movie. It was a fun movie back then. It was still a fun movie 
now. I'm I'm probably gonna watch it again <laughs> after this because I I had so many computer troubles that I had to like watch it while like doing all the programming for this week's show. And I didn't really get to like absorb all the depth and the details. I feel like well, I feel like I need to go back in, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I really want to explore the themes. <laughs> Why didn't it win any awards? <laughs> hey, if if there were awards in uh, in Winnipeg and Scarborough, man, this this would be number one movie of the decade, sure. probably. It was huge. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know who else was in there too that we overlooked is Christopher Penn. Who? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, Sean Penn's brother. I'm in. Okay. Yeah, we. I will give a <laughs> right, shout right. out to uh, to uh, to uh, Ken Ken uh, Ken Leung, um, of course. Um, super famous. I think he was like Mulan's dad in the newest movie. That's so, right. Uh, oh, that's Sima. That's right. Yes, yes. Oh, oh Ken no, Lung I'm getting somebody the mixed else. Up. Ken Lung is a different actor. Ken Lung's a dude from Lost. Oh, yeah, oh. he was the evil guy. Oh, sorry. Okay. I, yeah, I, Sima. You're thinking Sima. Yeah, okay. Sima, yes. This is the young version of uh, of uh, Mulan's dad, and he definitely yes. looks a lot better when he's young. He kind of let himself yeah. go in Mulan, but you know, it is what it is when you get old. Um... <laughs> yeah. By the way, this movie did win awards. It won awards. It did. And, no, the Blockbuster Entertainment Award for favorite duo. Oh my God! Hello. Blockbuster. That's yes. basically an Oscar. Wow. It was three ninety nine movie nights. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I yeah. yeah. I, I, and I'm pretty sure it must have won, like, an MTV Movie Award. Yeah, for Best On-Screen Duo. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That yeah. that Popcorn Moon Man thing. Um, okay, yeah. so uh, that wraps up our show. I want to thank our panelists, um, Leonard Chan and Veronica Antipolo. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for watching us. I know we've been gone for a couple weeks, but uh, we are back um, and this is our regularly scheduled time. Um, I've been The Vong Show, and that's what's up. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.